The popcorn you're eating has been pissed in. Film at 11. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. following movie has been rated by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences. Parents may wish to consider whether it should be viewed by children under 17. It is like a 15-minute story. go to the lobby. Get ourselves a drink. I was just going to say, let's all go to the lobby and ask for our money back. <laughs> Apparently, when my friend Brad Douglas went to see Superman 3 in the theater as a kid, he saw people actually doing that after the movie was over. <laughs> Which is sad. Once the movie's over, I don't think you have any, you know... You got to leave half. You, if you want to commit to getting your money back, leave halfway through the movie. You know, leave before the movie's done, before the credits roll, and just be like, "No, I gave up on this. I want my money back." That's a fair cop. But if you see the whole movie, then you know, you had your chance. <laughs> Life's too short anyway. If you're gonna, if you if you want your money back, get the hell out and go do something productive. Go jerk off into the popcorn or something. You know, I'm eating popcorn right now. Yeah, let me butter it for you. (laughs) Only you, Scott. Um, Who wants to bring this in? I think it's Christmas. I'll do it. Yeah. Hello and welcome to an addendum to, to Comics Monthly Monday number 41. I'm Chris Honeywell, and I'm here with just as in the last episode you were just listening to. And if you weren't, go listen to it. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? We don't do this shit for our health, you know. Obviously. I Uh, do. It's a prescription (laughs) that I get written every month. It's how I can write this shit off on my taxes. You may have a prescription for it, but it's not legal yet, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Those voices you hear are... Uh, crunching away in the background, and I'll be crunching along with them soon. As soon as I get into my co- my um, buffalo wing flavored combos, oh, are Scott Gardner and Michael Bailey. Yes, Scott Gardner, I'm eating them on because you were the one who recommended them in the first them. place. I know. Now I can't find them here. They, the they, I think they're test marketing them because they just showed up here. So they're probably popping up. It's going to be like the McRib. You might have to travel to <laughs> find them or, or the stock McRat. up on them when you see them. The McRat. The McRat. McRat the box. McRat, really? 
Did you ever hear about the story of the the McRib that somebody bit into it and they found like half a mouse in it or something? I've, I've the seen same the type of story that you were on the second season of Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Firesign Theater Nick Danger movie that had the Rat in the Box ad in it. Mm-hmm. So tell but the th- fine folks what we're all here for. I was just going to say, but that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. We are here to talk about the Ultimate Avenger. Well, Ultimate Avengers, the movie from what year was this? 2006, I believe. Eh, something like yes. that. And this this is leading up to when we planned Comics Monthly Monday. We did a sort of Avengers-centric show. And that led into that making me read 13 comics and make Chris read a goddamn superhero comic. <laughs> and and it's like reading five. So all that talk about of uh, Ultimate the Ultimate Avengers comics gave Scott the idea of with doing Ultimate Avengers the movie, which I didn't even know existed, so I Really? Uh, yeah, so we're do- I, I watched it. Uh, I watched it all the way through, did a whole you know, if I'm gonna do a commentary on it, I'm gonna have to at least see it and be familiar with it. And uh yeah, so I didn't. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know Ultimates existed. That I'd never heard of Ultimates. You know, that's how much I was paying attention to Marvel and DC during that time period, or, or even around that time. You know, around either side of that time period. It warms me. It warms my heart to bring culture to your world. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm the newbie on on this one. So I'll I'll have the fresh eye perspective on it. I guess. If that's what you call it, if there's any part of me that's actually could be defined as fresh, in the in not spoiled sense. Cool. When I think of fresh, I think of like Bugs Bunny cartoons when he would dress up in drag and be like fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get fresh. Do people say that anymore? Do girls say that anymore? Don't get fresh with me. No, I don't think so. No, I think they just accuse them of date rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fresh has been redefined. <laughs> That's a radical, yeah. That's actually, it's it's funny because, or it's actually been like redefined to like sexual harassment or sexual assault. But that's about. Yeah, that's about a, re- a radical redefinement of <laughs> of the same thing. Two different. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, when, when you think of somebody's fresh, it's, it's they're making a brazen sexual overture, you right? Know, whether it's yeah. something as simple as kissing or, 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 or copping a field. So. It's not, yeah. It sounded so harmless in those days, but yeah. <laughs> but then again, oh yeah, perfect. Nice, Scott. <laughs> But now, 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 also, fresh has been relegated to the yo fresh. I love commentary episodes. Well, I got <laughs> my popcorn and my, yeah. and I got my Dr Pepper ten, and I got a really fun little animated film. So this is gonna be great. All right, now I so, want some of those combos. Well, I hear they're beaming subatomic microparticles five inches, so maybe in 20 years I can beam you over some combos. We can, well, imagine, imagine how overweight all of us nerds will be if we could beam each other food. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just like, you know. That would taste like Gary Mitchell. (laughs) 
you eat the you eat the chicken wing flavored combos, and all of a sudden you can see the entire universe, and all your fellow humans start looking like bugs. That's how I feel Scott, when I eat combos. Hear Scott that combos? would be the one to take me down, by the way. <laughs> if that happened to me, Scott would be the one to take. Now me I gotta Photoshop you like falling into like the grave with rocks tumbling onto it from from that episode. <laughs> Above all else, a god needs combos, Mitchell. <laughs> at least, at least a picture with your eyes with that creepy glow in them. And <laughs> actually, it would, it would be better with to refer back to our last episode you know, with with Scott turning into Gary Mitchell and sitting in front of his iPad, just like flipping through comic books at super speed, <laughs> like, with, with eerie music playing, and his kids like going. Dad, what are you doing? He's like, I'm reading every single comic book in my library in 10 minutes. I was always you hoping bugs. that somebody like, uh, like say, Weird Al or somebody would do a comedy version of uh, of Betty Davis eyes and redo it as Gary Mitchell eyes. Yeah, it would have to be someone really nerdy, but they're out there. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Weird Al's much of a Star Trek fan. I know he's a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. But, he uh, might not be able to get. He might not be able to get permission to do. He asked. Per, he he could do Star Star Trek parodies, but he doesn't do them unless they're like totally, you know, condoned by whoever he's parodying. Which is nice, but that pretty much defines Weird Al. Is even as a satirist, he's a nice. You know, you could just tell he's a nice guy. What a nice guy. We ready to get into this bad boy? Absolutely. Yes. Got it set to zero 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 zero. Absolutely. Zero down and ready to go. Shall I do the countdown? Do it. Yes, sir. Okay, on go. <laughs> now I feel like the owl in um, that commercial. What? Three. A who? A three. All right, but that's not the countdown. You're faking me <laughs> out. Three, two, one, go. And I didn't make the connection when you were talking about that the, the, this um, movie was an adaptation of the comic books. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, I'm going to see this in um, in movie form. This should be interesting, especially in animated form. I was very curious to see. It's an adaptation of about what? The first five or six issues? Um, I would say it's almost the, yeah, yeah, I would say that. It's kind of, it, it diverges. It's almost a. I, I look at it as almost a completely reimagining reimagining of, of it because I have a feeling they're 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 basically being responsible for the kids with this. You know, it's a cartoon, right. and so you got. See, that's you what I like about it, though. You can't it's have the, in. You can't have the Hulk threatening to rape people and and. And Freddie Prince Jr. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you could have done something along that lines, but I'm glad I, they didn't. But they they wisely chose to avoid you know domestic violence and and murderous Hulk and and the whole the whole Hulk um, David Banner or Bruce Banner um, orchestrating. You know, turning into the Hulk in order to, as a publicity ploy for the event, for the, yeah. to give them somebody to fight so that they'll get some public. 
appeal. But, uh, it's almost like a false flag sort of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm like a lot of most of the stuff that they took out of here was stuff I could, I could do without anyway. Right. I love that they began with like the radio, old time radio feel and the music really set up the World War Two scene. Uh, and this is very much the animated version of Saving Private Ryan and Storming the Beach of Normandy. Uh, and really getting to the point where it shows how awesome Captain America is in this film. Yeah, and, and actually this part, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a pretty much an adaptation. Because pretty right here it's pretty straightforward. But yeah. then again, this part of the story in the comics is the most old school Captain America -y. I do wish that he had he had called them ladies in this part though. I, that I, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, that's the theme. Yeah. This is I I have to wonder if Joe Johnston watched this as kind of a little bit of inspiration for the Cap leading the the Howling Commandos into the first in the first Avenger movie. I'd like to think so. This is fantastic. This, yeah, it's just spot on what you want to see out of a I mean, I even like even though I like the traditional Captain America costume, I really like this costume as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's still very... <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> He's got uh, the sunglasses on, that's why. You know what this film has that First Avenger doesn't have? What's that? Swastikas. It's a good point. So, no, when this film came out, it was a huge freaking Ow. deal because it was... It was Marvel stepping into a field that uh, DC had not done yet. And I think to a certain extent, DC has still done the better animated films. But as, a, as an opening shot, this is fantastic. Well, this reminds me a lot of some of the DC animated stuff that I've watched recently. You know, where it's... This is the one film I feel that Marvel has done that has been on par with the best of the Mar of the DC yeah, films. Definitely. Because even the sequel to this, I don't think is as good. I, no, I think the it, sequel it, misses uh, misses a lot of beats that this one got. You know that this one nailed. You know what was fun though, and and I recommend it for you and the, you and your kids, Scott, is that Young Avengers. Young Avengers, yeah, that I liked that. It was excellent. I was really surprised. I wish they'd put out a score to that because I've got the score to this and to uh, the second one, which are fantastic. So my, yeah, the themes are amazing. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name. It's it's his name is Guy or Gee, depending on where he's from. It's a guy, and then the last name is M I C H E L M O R E. So I don't know if it's Michel Moore or Michael Moore, but I love his music. He's done some really fantastic scores, you know, for animated films. And everyone dies of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I love no, that. but 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 just you know because I, I you know the criticism of the original Ultimate series is that the first issue was nothing but the World War Two stuff, but I loved the World War Two stuff. Mm -hmm. So starting the film this way, where you have as kind of your your prologue sequence, shouldn't he be hearing Jarrell's voice in his head? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is when Lois Lane fishes him out. It's <laughs> wrong fucking movie, bitch. Um, <laughs> no, but but the the but you were saying before that the the music of this it, it 
I'm a sucker for a good comic book score. Oh yes, you know? and I and I want something that that has that kind of iconic feel, and that like here we have like kind of the Avengers theme, but before we had the Cap theme, <laughs> which I thought was incredible. This reminds me of the beginning of Batman Sub Zero. A little bit, yeah, I can see that. Which is also a really good movie. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that was the, the 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 bridging of the gap between the Fox series and the Kids WB series. Yeah. Um, did have do you, did either of you guys ever buy the uh, DVD to this, or did, was this a rental? Or I have or... the DVD. You know, the special features on this are actually worth getting as well because they have a really nice Avengers featurette on mm-hmm. it. Um, and if this probably. F- uh, feels like uh, Sub Zero, Boyd Kirkland. I was just gonna say, and I, Kurt Gita yeah. were, were DC animated guys, so it makes sense that there would be a a similar feeling. Didn't there. Kirkland direct either Sub Zero or uh, Mask of the Phantasm? He directed one of the two of those. Didn't yeah, I he? think he. I think you're absolutely right. I'd have to double check on that, so I don't want to. I mean, I know I've seen his name in the credits anyway. I'm not sure. But uh, on the second Ultimate Avengers, they have like outtakes. From this, where they would have the voice cast record different audio. Right. There's a lot of Star Wars and Superman references and stuff, and I'll point some of those out uh, when they pop up. One of them is a, a constant thing of Iron Man wanting everyone to go to uh, Tony's House of Ribs. Right, yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> Which is just freaking hilarious. I, I think it's fair to say that uh, Betty Ross in this film is kind of a bitch. She's hot, though. It's a cartoon, Scott. I was just going to say, I'd do her if I was a cartoon. <laughs> if you were a cartoon, you'd be in Toontown doing all kinds of stuff. I, I, he'd be after <laughs> Jessica Rabbit, you know. Come on, he wouldn't be wasting <laughs> Now, I liked how they just cut out the whole subplot with Banner, like, you know, trying to do different stuff by just finding Captain America right off the bat at the beginning. It's you an know. economy of storytelling yeah, that yeah. Really benefited the film. It wasn't until like See, probably like what like another... issue five or six where this was ha- where they found him in the comics. I just thought of another geek out that really should have made my list for uh, for Freaky Five. The the brief little clip that we see in the Avengers where it shows Cap on the table with ice all around him. And I loved seeing that because that was a moment I really wanted to see in Captain America first Avenger that we, we were denied. So I love seeing that in the Avengers movie. I watched you while you slept. <laughs> I mean, I was present while you were unconscious. <laughs> and I found myself. It's just so funny how far... The music here is so cool. I really think the comics were trying to take a cinematic approach. Like, Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, they, they consciously that, that were like, had conversations about... Oh, you know, who would play me in the movie version? Uh, on One second, Chris. On this, in in the outtakes, they had a, 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 an Empire Strikes Back joke about taking uh, Captain Solo to the, uh, <laughs> yeah. to the hold. So. See, I love the beautiful blending in this of traditional hand-drawn animation and computer graphics. Yes. That, that comes off as jarring in a lot of animated movies, but in this one, it's a beautiful blend of the two. Outside of Disney movies, that doesn't happen a whole lot. Most of them right. are off very jarring. 
Um, my, my my one and only quibble with this film really is is the same thing I talked about on the in the in the tradition you know the more traditional episode is that I don't like how Banner is treated. Really? Oh, I think he's the- pitch perfect in this. It's more heroic than the comic, but still, there's there's still kind of a pathetic quality, a, bi- to a pathetic him. and bitter quality to him. Uh, you know, but but it's much better than the comic. I will say that, and I love the fact that his eyeglasses are tinted green. Well, yeah, I also I never pictured Banner as being like a ninety pound weakling kind of nerdy guy he wasn't in the early comics he was really a go-getter and right he was yeah he wasn't like you know it wasn't like as it was Jekyll and Hyde but it wasn't that extreme he was a regular guy you know right he was actually not a regular guy he was a very smart guy but he wasn't an egghead does anybody have any questions? <laughs> Does anybody have any questions that don't involve the Hulk? <laughs> see, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to see Banner portrayed this way all the time. But the reason I say that I think this is pitch perfect is this is how I envision Banner would be if, you know, say you've got the uh, the the man on the run scenario, you know, the fugitive okay. scenario like the TV show. But he gets captured and he gets brought in. This is how I kind of see him being treated and how he would be if he was brought in and, and kept in a cage, basically. You know, they'd keep him medicated to where he was kind of dull-witted all the time. And I, I think just having to live that way would make you resentful, you know, like he's portrayed in this. So I see this as a natural extension of that fugitive banner. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, that's fair. And, and again, I'm not trying, I, I don't want to get into like a, a serious heated debate over this because I think we're both coming from the same position. Oh God, this is awesome. Um, sorry, I had a geek out moment. How? I got to think that my love of the current Avengers film has colored my perceptions of this film. And that's probably not fair to this film. And I will say that right at the outset that I that I might be a little biased at this point and that if you catch me in a year or two I might be I might agree more of what uh, See, I f- what you were saying. I find that very odd because I love this movie. I think this movie's I- damn near perfect and this is really I mean I would have been perfectly happy Monorail I would have been perfectly happy if uh, <laughs> Whedon had just Freely adapted this live action for the Avengers well, film. Well, he sort of did. But the fact that he didn't, though, that there's a lot of moments you get in this, like this sequence right here, the the fight where the Hulk is the bad guy and the rest of the team has to take down the Hulk is a, is a moment I really wanted in the Avengers movie that we didn't get. I think the fact that there are differences between the two, that they're two halves of the same coin, that put them together, and you've got yeah. just you know, two rollicking and awesome Avengers flicks, you know? So I I see them as, you know, they complement each other rather than one being better than the other. I think put them both together. And I mean, Jesus, what more could you ask for out of, you know, both a great live action superhero flick and a great animated superhero flick. And and I, and and I apologize if I, if I came off saying that one was better than the other, I'm just saying that right now my perceptions are so colored Right. By the awesomeness that, it, yeah. like I said, I'm being, I, I, I might be unfair at points, and I do. Well, I saw, I saw the other. Well, there's nothing I, like that. 
Oh, don't worry. I'll be worse because I saw the other Avengers movie before I ever saw even knew this existed. Okay. Right. So, you know, like my like my I, I, I like this movie a lot. Um, I actually I think I enjoyed the comics more. In, really? In, 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 uh, in, in a lot of ways, maybe because just the comics had more to it. Substance, you know, it had yeah. it had it had more levels to it. So it was See, I, it was a more, you know, just I like a deeper this, read. I like this more on the boiled down level because, you know, me, I mean, when it comes to, to how I read comics and what I want out of comics, I, I'm very kid like. I mean, basically, well, you know, I think the, they had the whole second down, half like, of this movie is essentially, you know, destroy. Yes. You know? And that's really uh, speaks to me as a comics fan. I mean, that's one of the reasons I really like the Avengers movie. The the one critical comment I have heard so far about the live action Avengers film, you know, the one, it wasn't even so much a negative review was that it just, it it gave some negative criticism. It was from a female reviewer and she was saying how there wasn't really any characterization in the movie. You know, it was really just, you know, a bunch of alpha males in a slugfest. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's what I wanted. And, Give me more and, of that. And, yes. <laughs> and Miss Reviewer, if Joss Whedon hadn't directed this, the Black Widow wouldn't have done crap. Right. In, in, in another version of it. So, you know, you know what this whole scene reminds me of? Doesn't this have like a 70s live action sci-fi show feel to it? Mm-hmm. Of but everybody I, in like the dark room and stuff. I like the idea. I like the whole. I thought it was a very inventive idea to have the alien ship, instead of just blow them up, push them, da- just push them yeah. down till they hit the atmosphere <laughs> and then fly away. That's a total like screw you, humans. Did anybody else notice that the Chitari ships looks a hell of a lot like Beldar Conehead ship from the, the Coneheads movie? No, I, ha- I haven't I, seen I the Conehead movie in a long time. There was a, a funny. Uh, Superman the movie yeah, yeah. and the, the things where they were all going guilty guilty, guilty. <laughs> you see my, my, my other critique of this is the animation style while the animation's very good it's more of a um, not exploiting it doesn't exploit the form of animation as much as it tries to sort of ape the real life cinema right it tries to look like you know it it get it it adds a little more of it it's like when they put the movie at the end of it they Mm -hmm. they film it like a a movie movie instead of treating it like an animation although there's actually sort of elements of saturday afternoon just saturday afternoon animation style where there isn't a lot of stylism to it, to the backgrounds and everything. Everything's just sort of straightforward. And and that works from a story point of view for me, but from a visual point of view, it doesn't tweak the, the fact that I'm watching an animation, you know. But then again, to, to do that, you need to spend a shitload of money and time. But so they've opted for the... But they, you know, they do the, you know, the stuff where, like, stuff in the foreground's out of focus and... And the animation isn't that much more complex than Saturday morning, but they but they shade it really nicely, and they they cut it really nicely. But I would have I would have I would have uh, 
I would have liked a little more style to it, a little more, you know, you know, you're watching a, you're watching an animated cartoon, so we can do stuff with an animation that you can't do with a mounted camera. Right. This is this is sort of like it was these scenes were shot with a mounted camera and stuff like that. But it's all it's the 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 funny thing is when I read the, read the comics and watch this, it's like it's really funny because the Avengers movie is this thing that just sort of exploded out, and these two are sort of like, um, I don't want what would be the what are the like tremors before an earthquake? You know what I mean? Right. These were these were two like very cinematic versions of the Avengers, and you can see where elements of them ended up in the Avengers movies and in the other Marvel movies. You right. know, and. Uh, that's really neat, you know, that these have been around for years and I didn't even know it, you know. I could have been watching the Avengers movie going, oh, my God, you know, I, I remember, I know where this came from. When when I, I saw this with a friend of mine for the, it was his first time seeing it, and they're like, find Tony Stark, and my friend went, well, just fi- just go to the bar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um. Black Widow is voiced by Olivia Diabo, who was uh, the sister on The Wonder Years, also the voice of Star Sapphire on on the various DC animated projects. Hmm. Uh, She does a very good job with the character she's playing. Uh, I I really like the Russian accent, which is something I think, as good as Scarlett Johansson was, it would have been cool to have kind of a light Russian accent. Look at that robot in the background. I was just going to say, pay attention to the drum. I don't want to cut in, but pay attention to that drummer. (laughs) He's like one of those wind-up monkey drummers. He's just going, bat, 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 bat. Where was she hiding that gun? Well... <laughs> I, they, you Nick, really want to know? Nick Fury's lighting a cigar to cover up the smell of that gun right now. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's Eve brand firearms. Smells like a cheap whorehouse in here. <laughs> but they definitely, like, there's definitely a, you know, I mean, in the comics, it was they definitely modeled him after Samuel L. Jackson. But they give him a little Samuel L. Jackson lilt to his speech in this, too, you know? I really like Iron Man in this movie. Um, you know, it's very different, of course. I just wish he looked like that. It's my only, that's my only quibble with Iron Man is I don't like the look of his armor. But, yes, I like the way his, his character is portrayed in this. His armor looks like I a like chipmunk in this. I, I keep Enjoy. expecting him to be like, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> This is I'll, the last time we're going to see a live-action Jarvis instead of a computer anime, uh, computer program, which I still don't know how I feel about that. I like the joke in the comic where he was like, go hang out with your buddies Alfred and those guys. Yeah. Butler Club. <laughs> well, Alfred kill, uh, tried to kill himself in the Marvel Universe. So there's an issue of Peter David's Hulk comic where... Uh, butler named alfred owed too much money to the irs and was going to kill himself (laughs) i would love to see maybe they should do a super series of alfred and jarvis teaming up like holmes and watson (laughs) as a little side series there there is a fantastic story in uh, i think it was the perez era where jarvis goes home and beats the crap out of a guy on the street and it's Actually, pretty badass. 
I think I know the one you're talking about. I think, think I just read that not long ago. Or somebody like mugged his mother or something. So he yeah, he, the he, guy's he, ass. He, yeah, it, it was a he was a bully, and he's just like, I'm going to take you out. And of yeah. Course, because he hangs on an Avengers mansion, that automatically means that Captain America te- teaches you how to take a guy down with like a toothpick. I think that's like so, Avengers two hundred one, if I'm not mistaken, or right right in that era, something like right? that, yeah. somewhere right around there. Now, yeah. were you guys expecting a try again, Doc moment here? That's what I was <laughs> oh, yeah. expecting. Was like, yeah, give it a try again, Doc. Um, you were saying this is kind of the flip. The, the flip side to the Avengers coin to the live action film in this one Steve Rogers does kind of mistrust Bruce Banner uh, just slightly not not overly so but there's still an air there that wasn't in the live action and I think you know the more I think about it and the more you make your case I uh shield sucks on the wall <laughs> and ants what yeah. At least Pym isn't totally useless in this one. And the other one, he doesn't really, like, contribute he's, anything. He's arrogant, and he makes some mistakes, but Scott gets his wish of not having the, the wife-beating yes. yeah. Ant-Man in this. You know? Well, he actually gets gets to help at the end, and, and like, in the, in the comics, he's pretty much out of the picture, you know, in the final battle. Well, see, I like the fact that while he does do his Ant-Man stick as far as controlling ants, he doesn't actually become Ant-Man in this. Because I I think Ant-Man's is a pretty retarded idea. I like Giant Man. I mean, because I've never understood shrinking superheroes and their appeal in comic books. I mean, they're one note. They shrink and that's it. You know, I mean. She she doesn't shrink out. If this this was a comics... They could have carried over at least her shirt and out of her clothes every time. What are you going to do with all that breast? Jesus Christ. Well, that and just the the lines. (laughs) Don't ask that question in front of Scott Gardner. He might just give you an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that and the lines on the costume make it look like she's got the worst case of camel toe you've ever seen. I love it. (laughs) And when you say worse, you mean best. Awesomeness. That's an awesome costume. Just show me what you got, Hank. Yeah, I do like Fury's voice in this. It's not a flat-out Samuel Jackson impersonation, but it's just got the little lilt to it, you know? It's just got the little touch well, of it. What's really funny is that Samuel L. Jackson was only Samuel L. Jackson in one moment in the entirety of the Avengers film. And that's when he was telling them, it's just like, I know it's your idea, but since it's a stupid-ass idea... Yeah. <laughs> that was like the only time where I was like, oh, there's Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I- I'm surprised you don't like this armor, because I really do. It makes his face, so he looks like he's constipated and, and, too and happy about me. it. Yeah, his... He, he looks like he's got a little chipmunk cheek grin on his face all the time. It, it's too, uh, I don't know, like Gun, Gundam Wing or some shit to me. I don't know. I just don't. I, it's, I just don't care for it. I mean, it's it not, better it's not than the horrible. Comics. I just wish it was more traditional Iron Man. You know. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I just, I just, for some reason, I'm really easy when it comes to Iron Man armor, though. Though I will say this, as much as I like Iron Man in here, and I like him in the sequel, his solo movie sucked ass. Mm-hmm. They, they, they turned Iron Man into, like, 
a G.I. Joe plot line where he has to go to five different places to, yeah. you know, you know, beat the mass device or something like that. I like the score to that one, but that was about all I really liked about it. Mm-hmm. See, this moment coming up, I laugh out loud every single time. The big, hey there. I love this. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> I love that. What do you want with me? A minute of your time? That's all. Ten seconds. The long and short of it, the planet's being threatened and we need a tough team. How many times has Samuel uh, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, had, like, bullets, like, two inches, a gun, loaded gun, two inches from his head in the course nice. of just a conversation? But but Iron Man definitely feels like Iron Man in this film, and I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of like it is that you know he's he's arrogant, but at the end of the day, yeah. Do you, does he really need a contingent of security? Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another. Oh, she, did you like what she said there? Yeah. I think I'm gonna get it pierced and dye it green. It's <laughs> like oh god. <laughs> I'm on TV. Another this is amazing. Another thing I liked that they introduced was that they didn't know Tony Stark was Iron Man. Uh-huh. That whole mm-hmm. that whole element of it, I thought that was. Although I would have had Nick Fury pretty much know that Tony Stark was. If Nick, if Shield is really what it is, they knew, you know, and and had when you know when his helmet was finally taken off, that Nick Fury was just like, sort of like, oh, okay, not at least at the very least not surprised. <laughs> I, I gotta agree with you, Scott. I really want something like this in the next Cap film. Yeah. Where it shows him looking at, you know, because somebody's gonna be alive. He's gonna be freaking ancient and probably have a colostomy bag. But, you know, <laughs> by the way, Cap, I nailed your girl. Yeah. <laughs> what I, I would be perfectly, perfectly happy <laughs> if they freely adapted uh, Mark's Wade, Mark Wade's uh, Captain America Man Out of Time miniseries. I still need to read that. I have the trade oh from the hardcover. Because that, that has exactly what you're talking about. There's somebody that that's like one of the last living people that Cap actually knew, and he's he's dying in the hospital. And Cap just goes to keep visiting because he's the only connection he's got to the old, you know, his old life. And it was, I mean, it was brilliant. It's really, really well written. This is one of the more powerful moments in this entire film mm-hmm. because not only is it poignant in Captain America coming to terms with the fact that everybody he knows he's dead, but it's so damn patriotic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I love it is that it, it's especially the way the score goes right at the end of this scene mm-hmm. just accentuates that feeling like you, you you almost want to salute. Well, then, and then Nick Fury, like exploits that patriotic moment to the fullest in order to get Captain America fully on board. You know, in, in the, I do wish the flag was in this scene. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. In the comic, it was a cutaway. He, uh, it was, it was a little more powerful in the comic. Cause he's like, you still, he didn't say America. He's like, you still got this. And it's like, boom, yeah. cut away to the flag, you know? And yep. it's, it was the, the more, the more I rewatch this, the more this feels like the Marvel 70s pilot that we should have gotten. <laughs> with the music and everything. No, I'm dead serious, in, in a good way. Like, like you know, with Mike Post doing the music or something. <laughs> Mike Post, is he still alive? Huggy Bear yeah. as Nick Fury. Huggy Bear as Nick Fury. <laughs> Damn, man. Jimmy J.J. Walker. I love this. 
I like Thor in this movie, like a lot. I have smoked from the giant hemp bong of the hippies. I have listened to their Grateful Dead music and found it semi-pleasing. I like this version. I have eaten the good and the bad acid. (laughs) Sorry, Scott, go ahead. I I apologize. No, no, that's fine. I, I like this version better. It's just I don't understand why they did this version and then they made him the, uh, you know, he's clean shaven. I I think he should should have the beard and all Hell that. Yeah. I don't like his I don't like his axe blade so um, Yeah, I don't like that. It looks like oh, Stormbringer do. instead of Mjolnir. A little bit, but it separates from the traditional enough that that I think I accept it more. Now he's Moses. Yeah, except this guy's going to walk into the promised land and fuck the first girl he sees. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was harsh. <laughs> well, so much for the kids being able to listen along to this. <laughs> I didn't know we were going family friendly. I apologize, sir. <laughs> if you would like, you can bleep that. I think I've dropped a few f bombs so far. <laughs> there is a line coming up that I absolutely love. What's that? When he introduces himself. We have not officially. <laughs> I like that. Like, th- I like that Thor instantly like has a liking for Captain America. He's just like well, they're warriors. Yeah, they're I like both. But Thor recognizes the good. The the um, I think he like says it something like, "Now the you know your your group will have a conscience if you get yeah, this right. guy." Like there's a nobility there. Right. He knows. He knows that he knows that Captain America has I like the faces his, he makes as he burps. It's hilarious. In the outtakes, that goes on for yeah. like five minutes. <laughs> this is so two thousand era. Yes. Thing with him wearing like a trench coat. Uh, dude, I'm not much of a hugger. Inappropriate man hug. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't a big thing to do in the 40s, yeah. <laughs> what happened down there? I think Thor <laughs> had an erection when he hugged me. <laughs> Wouldn't it be really funny to have an outtake where the guy playing Captain America just completely loses his shit and, and starts talking like Rambo at the end of First Blood <laughs> and kind of, kind of having just a break? <laughs> The more he does not like compact cars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Space Mountain. The sound design in this little shot is really nice of them just sitting down and it sounds like they're just in a empty meeting hall. The uh, the sound in this in general is awesome. I mean, if you ever watch this in surround sound, the battle sequences and stuff are yes. just phenomenal. Well, well yeah, once got, again, I've, it's I've, very cinematic. You know, they're going mm-hmm. for realism. Yeah, I, I, I have a <laughs> realism in in Black Widow's breasts, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, I've got a I've got a nice surround sound DVD player. So you're absolutely right. It it, it plays very well on that. 
I've always, I always want, you know, someday I want Two, Two Freaks Central to have giant screens behind us. I don't know what'll be on them. Christmas, Christmas, baby. We come in and we come into the meeting and Scott's surfing for porn on the 20 foot screen <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, God, I can see her freaking kidneys. <laughs> yes, that was a clerk's reference. <laughs> General, what the hell am I doing here? I like that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Captain America's polite way of saying, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're lucky we're not in the comics because I would kick your ass. <laughs> Everybody open their mouths. I, I like the whole thing that they have three ships. That was just a neat little weird little thing. It's like they travel around in three ships and <laughs> look at Iron Man just standing back there. <laughs> hey, that's, well, that's how his that's how his suit goes into rest mode. He's in there like just like totally relaxed, and his suit just goes rah. So it looks like he's alert, but he's like. He's surfing the net right now. He's surfing yeah. porn right now. <laughs> I was about to say he's on uh, like you know geeksgonewild.com. <laughs> exactly. But whatever it is, it absorbs energy. We call it vibranium. It's very popular with the ladies. <laughs> Where are all the bullets that are bouncing off this going? You know, in, in, into some intern that they yeah, you know, this... d- disavow they ever knew. I mean, there's a lot of heroes here, but there's a lot of people that bullets can penetrate standing around that room. Unfortunately, the amount we've recovered is minimal. Is Stark Enterprises working on a way to counteract it? Now, I was waiting. I was like, oh, she's got a... Cleavage. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I was waiting since she had a vibranium (laughs) knife that that it would show up somewhere else, you know, that it would get used for... An important person, good purpose point. at some point in the worst uh, Chekhov's gun ever. <laughs> hmm? Meanwhile, at the first mission, God, I hate this job. <laughs> what are they trying to prove? Huh? No, huh? no nothing. <laughs> nothing bad ever happens to me. <laughs> oh God. It's my first girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God, she did the same thing. Reached into your gut and sucked out your personality. Yeah. <laughs> sucked out your very essence. Well, yeah, took it as her own. <laughs> Dude, what was with his eyes? <laughs> so why is Roger Stern Captain America's doctor in this? <laughs> um, guys? Um... <laughs> oh god. Hate when that happens. So, somebody was watching the first Spider Man film. <laughs> huh? Um I wonder if he was standing out there going and they all like what's up with Captain America? I'm a little worried about him. 
This guy has the best Captain America collection out there. He needs a website. <laughs> At least there were pictures of like girls in bikinis with Captain America's head stuck on them and stuff, and <laughs> candles lit, stuff like that. Captain America, you don't want to make me horny. You wouldn't like me when I'm horny. See, I like this guy voicing uh, voicing Banner. He sounds like Fisher Stevens. Who that? Um, God, I don't even know how I would. He was well. He played an Indian, but he was in Short Circuit <laughs> as the I'm standing here beside myself. Uh, but he's been in a bunch of. He, did you ever watch that early edition series, Scott, about the guy that got the next day's newspaper? I remember the show. I don't think I ever watched. Yeah, he was on that. He's been in like Hackers and a bunch of other films. I rather like him. I think they were running with the whole Steve Buscemi thing with him. And he does. He does kind of look like Steve. Steve Buscemi as the Hulk would be really, really odd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruce. Um, nah, it's just a little headache. It's okay. It's okay. Come here. I think this is one of the scenes where she's in a complete bitch. I can't focus. You know the Hulk will destroy everything. I didn't ask you for any of this. Neither did I. I'm not the only victim here. Oh, you think so? <laughs> You're not the only victim here. Oh, give me a break. You're not the one that has to live with the curse. She has to live with a different curse. The curse that the Hulk hollowed her out like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Why did Walt Simonson work there? He sealed himself in and activated the automated defense system surrounding the center hub. We've been unable to disable it. Captain, we cannot afford It's really great that the exposition gets to be shown as if it's already happening, because it's mm-hmm. already happening. It will also serve as the windshield to your motorcycle. Awesome. We have a really cool styling 70s van for you to get laid in. <laughs> it transforms. <laughs> Basically, almost every line after Pim talks is to be boiled, paraphrased into, Shut up, Pim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love how the whole language of was... a computer getting hacked. That's a nice refle- animated reflection off his shield. I like Cap's outfit in this movie. Yeah. But the whole look of, like, this computer's getting hacked. One zero one zero one zero one zero. Meanwhile, in the Cray computers. Oh, crap. Missile command went out. Gus Gorman again. (laughs) And they have all these advanced computer systems and they're still using keyboards to like tell it what to do instead of touch screens and stuff. Well, touch screens hadn't really gotten popular. That's true. Nowadays, you know, we saw it so much in the more recent films, I think, because we're seeing it on shows like the CSI and NCIS and stuff like that, where it's getting more prevalent. I mean, 
for the time it looked good because you weren't thinking of touch screens. Yeah, why don't I put my size, you know, like 12 boot up your ass and see if you can grow then? Exactly. Asshole. Shut up, Pim. <laughs> the thing about his character is they don't really give him anything appealing about him. You know, he's obnoxious. Yeah. To that, that makes you still like him or like him enough. It's a pretty solid action sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I like when that light lights up, it sort of looks like Hal. Dave, yeah. open the pod bay door, Hal. <laughs> I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> huh? Oh, wow, I just got a naked shot of the line. She looks nice in infrared, yeah. You, you know, we do we do a sex film in the third Ultimates. So. <laughs> I wish I was kidding on that. Oh, in Ultimates 3, Thor did go to Thor speak, by the way, Scott. Oh, cool. I can't get past the art to want to check that book out, though. It wasn't a bad story. It's not as bad as people say. Let, let me put it to you that way. But uh, it definitely had some problems to it. The second Ultimates is actually a rollicking good time. I'm going to have to read that one at some point. Sure, you can blow through it in about an hour, you know. On <laughs> right, exactly. Here comes some more naked shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Ow. <laughs> we should have announced oh. a drinking game at the beginning of this to so take a drink every time one of us says ow. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a two true for you. Anytime anybody takes a blow to the gonads in a movie, because it seems to happen a lot in fight scenes, that should be a drink automatically. That should really be a liked it. drink in real life when that happens. I really would have liked an action figure line based on this figure. Yeah. That guy keeps a lot of crap in his stomach. I know. Uh, so do I. That's why I'm trying to lose. <laughs> it would be really handy, though, to just carry stuff Here around by blobbing it into your, into your stomach. Do it. Yes! Some good old-fashioned cap action where he tosses the shield. Some shield foo. That one shot where she's first shooting in there. Yeah. She's calling them amateurs, but she went to the A-team school of how to shoot something. Uh, Right, and then she emptied... She dropped both of her clips and didn't put more bullets into her gun. (laughs) Thor ain't getting on no plane. This is bad. This is very bad. Ow. Wouldn't it be funny if he fell on him and killed him? <laughs> <laughs> Went right up his ass. Okay, I got this. That's his crotch cap. <laughs> just accidentally ripped his head off. I... Didn't know it was partially attached to his skull. How was I supposed to know? This was a good reveal for the other characters. <laughs> I mean, we knew he was Tony Stark, but tell your sister you were right. Thought <laughs> uh, it said you have you've arrived. <laughs> I should have known. 
I guess your line makes more sense, but... Oh, I love that. I love that stuff. It's like those books full of misheard lyrics and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cinnamon gum at the beginning of Oh Sherry. <laughs> Cinnamon gum! <laughs> I never heard that one. Um, I have no personality of my own, so I'm going to follow my husband. Oh, really? You know, because two seconds ago, you were about to die. Exactly I guess he's George Thorogood. I worked alone. <laughs> yeah. I hear him alone. <laughs> he actually does drink alone with nobody else. With nobody else. God damn it, I got hemorrhoids. I love saying DEFCON 4. I noticed they, they made a mistake. Even though Defcon goes in the other yeah, direction. Yeah, I noticed that earlier today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shit hits the fan and he goes down a Defcon instead of up. I, I thought that was hysterical. God, it's like it's like they watched war games for their military. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'll get right on it. Oh God, I want to masturbate so bad. <laughs> <coughs> Because right. I'm not conspicuous at all in this outfit. Remember, Scott, we were talking about, like, in Star Trek IV, the iconic shot of, mm -hmm. um, of the, the Bay Bridge? Mm -hmm. This, this yeah, is to. the iconic go, New York City shot in, in real movies. This is a place where it's really easy... To shoot a tracking shot, it's very visual, and you see it in a million movies, and I just find it hilarious. And 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 it's there for reasons of practicality of filming. Right. It's in New York City where a lot of filming's done. You know, it's commonly used so that you know. But here it is in this in an animated movie where they could put it anywhere they want. This scene right here, I like the animation a lot. The, with the wind blowing her hair and all, it looks a yeah. lot like a Nelvana, um, yes, animated sequence. Yeah, definitely, kind of like had a definite rock and roll feel to it. Yeah, you see, that's what I would have liked to see in this, like a little bit, a little, not a full out like Star Wars Christmas special Nelvana stylization, but a little more of it. Around the edges and a little less of the cinematic feel. You know, maybe the cinematic Love that. melded with it. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to step on you. Uh, as soon as I saw that, I just think I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. He just pissed the suit again. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's got a special tank in the suit, especially if he's going drinking before. He actually he actually filters the 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 urine into a special system that actually powers the suit. <laughs> I That's, hate the boob kerchief. I really, really hate that trend. It's finished. He didn't say anything. Uh oh. Uh oh. This happens to me at work all the time. <laughs> of course, I deal with the public. I would have destroyed that I was store just, on like my first day. There. I was just gonna say it happens at work, except for the part where you actually turn into a real cool rage monster and destroy the entire, you know, level the entire place. I like how, like, you know, it's like, oh, he's got blank files. It's, I don't think that it would be that obvious that he would, you know. 
do 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 nothing to see here moving along <laughs> i was just in the bathroom working on myself <laughs> oh yeah if oh, you yeah. know what i mean what all this time he's only been i would love to see a hulk story where banner was working at you know like a like a target or mcdonald's or <laughs> yeah <something. laughs> and some guy just gets in his face some guy on a power trip wants to like yeah face him down you know they're they're like, can I talk to the manager? And the guy, kid out front's like, oh, yeah, you can talk to the manager. <laughs> Mr. Banner. <laughs> Mr. Baylor. Is it, Mr. Baylor. Is there a problem here? Hi, I'm David Baylor. <laughs> we need to get we need to get some. We need we need to get more friends who are comic book art, unemployed comic book artists with lots of time <laughs> on hand so we can make com- we can have. We can write those comics and see them because I would love to see, you, you know, the the Incredible Hulk, you know, S smart supervisor. Hulk would kindly ask you to leave store now. <laughs> Hulk is going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> well, see, I love that he's the Gray Hulk in this. It, it makes more sense because he was a Gray Hulk in the comics, and it does kind of separate him from other animated versions. Though, in, in in the next Avengers, he's green. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. But he's got a green tinge to him a he's lot. He's got a bit of green. Too. Well, in the, in the sequel to this, in Ultimate Avengers 2, I think he's green as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Betty, no longer have complex about penis size. <laughs> Feeling confident now. <laughs> Want to make Hulk with two backs? <laughs> I told you. Bruce, is that really you? Yes. You're right about the seamlessness of the computer animation and standard animation. Mm-hmm. I love well, it. it. You can tell it's computer animation, but it looks neat. That last yeah. scene had like, it almost had like a uh, thick inking around yeah. the yeah. edges of them that made it look really neat. Right. Why me? I can see my house from here. <laughs> and of course, the ever popular, I regret nothing. <laughs> but I love it that you see the three ships and it's like, ah, oh, the three ships are attacking them. And then it gives you like in, in smash them up battles at the end. It gives you a goal. You got three ships to take down. You know, that's the, that's the, that's how you know the Chitari are. Although I wish they would have kept Cap's old foe instead of having get him get incinerated in the in the beginning. I like him coming back. Yeah, you haven't seen the sequel. Oh, yet, okay. So. I saw three ships a blowing away, a blowing away, a blowing. Away. <coughs> I saw three ships a blowing I away. Be a... A hell, a carrier in the morning. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to doing the the sequel at some point too. Sure, why not? It's, I don't think it's as good, but there are moments no, of it that not. I really do like, though. The, the Black Panther elements really weren't needed. Um, I like the jungle spin on the uh, on the opening theme. I think that's really cool. Now, if they just fell into the sea, they wouldn't all be standing in their immediate positions. They should be all tumbled around all over in there. That was one great thing about Stink the... Bombs. The, the movie, I know you can see the stink lines coming right out of them. Oh, God. Did Juarez eat Mexican again? Jesus. 
It's like War of the Worlds. I love it. Yeah, it is. It's got a little Mars Attacks feel to it, too. Yeah, but this one doesn't, you know, suck. I just, <laughs> I love Mars Attacks. I just picked up at a garage sale for 50 cents, uh, like, 14-inch figure of the Mars, uh, Martian, um, Grand Leader, or the, the, you know, the, the Head Martian, which I have proudly displayed in my bathroom now, amongst my hulks. Since he's green like the Hulk, I figured I'd work it into the whole green motif. I got this. Well, that way is a bust. But I liked it. They sort of subtly did the whole thing of where, you know, he's Banner, but, you know, after he's had a chance to rampage for a while, you know, Banner still disappears, you know. Yep. I like that. See, this is why we need a toy set from this, because I would love Captain America and that vehicle. It would be Ow, so funny if it hit him right in the just back just of the head. Yeah. Before you throw that at him. <laughs> Knock him and the out. the battle was lost. Knocked him out, but that would have been too much like Flash Gordon. Go, go, Cap, go. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. All right, not a problem. Oh, God. <laughs> I like that, though, because it's sort of like he punches into it and it hurts, but with the Hulk, it's sort of like pain is good because it just right. makes him stronger, so it's like, wow, okay, I'll stick my whole head in there, yeah. <laughs> See how you like that. <laughs> Hulk say they're two drink minimum. <laughs> I love this shit. Um, there you go. Hey, didn't the Ninja Turtles drive something like that? I think they did. And, uh, you know, the world needs saving, but... Mostly, I had an opening <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I catch you fuckers at a bad time. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> that was awesome! <laughs> Did Captain America just cave a dude's head in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Captain America's been, uh, yeah, flat out. That, that was actually something funny about the the live action Avengers film is that there is no there is no subtlety about the fact that that Captain America will kill a man by throwing him out of a helicarrier. Well, you know, I sometimes when I think of Captain America, I get him in my mind confused with super, I know the differences between him and Superman, but I think since they're both such like you know just genuinely moral characters that I almost picture Captain America also having the the taboo against killing but it's like yeah, but no it, world, he was in World War II see, he I was for a long time for it was Nazi deaths I think for a long time that was the way he was portrayed is that he carried a, yeah see he carried a shield instead of a of a gun and I like that they finally embraced the fact that, no, I mean, he was a, sh a soldier on the battlefields in World War II. He had to have taken up firearms and 
Oh, yeah, he was all about big piles of dead Nazis in World War II, you know? And, uh... I love that line. Who's the chick with the hair? Uh... But the thing is, is that... He's not violent, though. He's, you know, he's gonna... If he's gonna kill somebody, it's someone like Nazis or the... Somebody who's invading Earth and... Yeah, he he won't take any pleasure in it. But push comes to shove, this guy's gotta go down. Yeah. I love this. See, up to this point, I, I was digging this movie first time I saw it, but this is where it went over the line into just awesomeness because I like a good Hulk tussle, and this is one of the best. Because this is just this is great. This is just destroy. This is all this yeah. is. Well, just the fact that he punches him right in the knee, that's just so awesomely painful, and then doom. <laughs> This is, I want to rock. The Avengers versus the Red Basher is basically yeah. what this yeah. is. Freaking awesome. And he uses the clap. That's awesome, too. Thunderclap. Yeah. Here you go. Hey, what up? <laughs> well, you see, I mean, I mean. Obviously, you know, the, the Hulk-Thor fight in the Avengers movie caught a few things from from this, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially the slow motion into the blow like that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the only slow-mo shot in the Avengers movie, too, is when Thor gets his first poke in on the Hulk. There's something about Thor fighting Hulk, though, that that is that is primal. Yeah, because they can both open up. They don't, yeah. you know, they don't have to worry about breaking each other's necks. They can actually try to break each other's necks. At the risk of sounding sacrilegious, though, there's one thing that I wish that the the Avengers movie had had that it didn't get. That this this has in both the uh, the comic and the, this adaptation is. Uh, Cap versus the Hulk. I really would have liked to have seen that. Just to see him punch the shield. And, and here, this, I mean, here, this is another element that's, like, right in the... I don't like him p- actually picking it up, though. I think yeah, he should yeah. have strained it. And then that using it against Thor, that's kind of... Uh, look, right there, he's had to struggle to, to pick it up and even throw it. But watch, here in a second... Then he doesn't have any problem picking it right up. Now he's got it. See? No problem at all. And it's like, okay, yeah. come on. This is awesome. See, Captain America can only just hope to survive and do things like, you know, use the Hulk's own momentum against him and right. stuff like that. That's So that's what makes that... I like yeah, the sound. You're not of gonna it. slug it out with him. No. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I love this. Here's another uh, shut up, shut up, Pim. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me, I have a Hulk in my throat. And now I'm gonna climb up. Yeah, and well, he looks and like he's gonna smash out. right through his his rib cage there and take him out. She doesn't oh, yeah. this though. Sorry I took out your Achilles tendon. Oh god, if only I had armor that made me strong oh wait I do. You're still a little man banner. Now knock it off or I'm gonna squish you. So we don't get Watts flashing the Hulk in this one though, like in the book. 
Yeah. <laughs> but also, on the flip side, and, and to the betterment of this movie, he doesn't say anything about Freddie Prinze Jr. Yes. Yeah, he's not the horny Hulk. Although, I, the horny Hulk makes sense. That if he would be all primal energy... He would want to eat, fight, yeah, and I see. I don't. I didn't like. No, well, it's, it's it's unnecessary. No, that's make it. That's why. Oh, that's shit. why you. Fuck. That's why you don't want to make these movies go too much into reality because you you start to have to deal with the issue of what happens when the Hulk starts killing and eating. <laughs> I love that. It's my favorite moment of the whole movie. Punched him in the face. We're not finished yet, and he smacks him just to piss him off. I love it. After after <laughs> after Pim's gotten just thrashed by the Hulk twice, See, and someone is... said, "Hey, go slow him down," I would be like, "I don't know if uh, I want to do that." See, as much as I like the intelligent, conniving Gray Hulk from Peter David's run, this is the Hulk I like best. It's yes, pissed off and raging because the sound design in this is beautiful. I love mm-hmm. him just you know constantly roaring and. Raging, it's it's brilliant. Roaring and raging, and occasionally making those just little like earth sounds and stuff. And that's one good thing about you know uh, Marvel animation lately is some of it's been real hit and miss, but we have gotten some really spectacular Hulk fights in several, oh, especially on Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So there was a couple on. Uh, well, there was the one on the X Men. Yes. And, uh, you know, Wolverine versus the Hulk, Thor versus the Hulk. And then there was a great one in the, uh, that Fantastic Four, World's Mightiest Hero. Or what, wait, what was the name of that? World's, World's Greatest Heroes? something. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was a good. That was a solid episode. She said something like, Rockman insulted Hulk's mama or something. That was great. <laughs> Why don't you just give him an HJ? That'll calm him right down. Duh. See, I, she should have a violin and just start <laughs> playing, like, quiet music and have him go, Ooh. The ground shakes like that. It reminds me of that episode where, where Bugs Bunny fought the boxer, and when he takes yeah. him out at the end and he falls, the whole screen, the whole studio shakes. I love yeah. that. I lo- Besides, he smells like ass. I love that he can hear that. You know, that's how rude is that? No, let him just sit there in his shame, the pathetic weasel. I'm gonna just. Walk I told you, Betty's a complete bitch in this movie. <sighs> so, see what you missed? Yeah, he was. He was like, literally, like he was just like. He should have been just freshly, freshly married to her on the wedding night, and just like, yeah. And, and and Bucky totally uh Bucky got that wedding night instead of him. <laughs> Thor pouring the cake. <laughs> he hasn't moved since we brought him in. Want me to let him know you're here? No. It's not shawarma, but it'll do in a pinch. <laughs> Bitch, you better not be cheating on me. I will smack you. I always wonder about things like when they all put their hand, the sound of them putting their hands on their shoulders, what they were doing in the studio to make, like, we need the sound of people 
and 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 not just the sound of somebody putting a hand on a shoulder, like a seven, you know, an eight foot tall person putting a meaty paw the size of a human head onto another, you know, steroided out guy's shoulder. And it sounds like that. Were they wearing like big gloves and like having like gym pads and like whacking them against it, or did they have big slabs of meat that they would just like? <laughs> I wonder about that stuff. Because I mean everything, every every crinkle of the paper and everything. I'd like to thank Captain Thor for posing for this picture. Thor's got a beard, though. It's your nitpick for the episode. Now, <laughs> now the way now the way the artwork and well, this was in the comic too. I forgot to mention this. Doesn't have a sort of little Howard Chaykin feel to it in some regards. Some maybe a little bit. She's hot. I still can't believe it. It's finally over. I like the music. Who is Nolan North, and why does that sound that name sound familiar? No idea. Even if you never heard, even if you never heard that name, it's a cool sounding name. You know, it sounds like a actor's name. Is he who? Give me just a second. I really like the score to this. That was fun. That's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, he's uh he's he's Connor Kent and Superboy on um Young Justice. Oh, really? And He was Green Lantern in Crisis on Two Earths. Cyclops on Wolverine and the X Men, huh. Deadpool and Hulk versus. Yeah, he's got a he's got a pretty big. He's got an extensive geek resume. Well, you know, voice actors tend to do that. So, who else is uh, the guy that played Cap in this? Who else has he been? Uh, let me go to Ultimate Avengers. Justin Gross. Um. Not a whole lot. Hmm. A lot of video game work. No, he doesn't really have an extensive resume. Hmm. Um, Wasp. Gray. Oh, she's kind of cute. Um, oh, she's got one of those, like, I've been on every show ever type thing. She was the voice of Lois Lane in Justice League Doom. Interesting. I still haven't seen that yet. Is that any good? Um, yes, it is excellent. Um, it has some very vicious fight scenes. She was also the voice of Black Canary in that Green Arrow short. Hmm. Uh, and on Batman Brave and the Bold. Cool. Cobra. She was Sally Avril, Betty Brandt, and Spectacular Spider-Man, which if you haven't seen Spectacular Spider-Man, the animated series, you really need. I haven't seen most of this stuff. And you see, that's the thing is, I think old style, like in the old days, you know, back from when Scott and I were kids and backwards, superhero cartoons were pretty shitty, you know? They were awesome because that was it with the superheroes that you had. But nowadays, they've gotten to a level where there's almost like 
you know the bar the bar has been raised for sure and and i'm way behind on a lot of that stuff well, most I- of the stuff that i've seen it's been because you know you guys have turned me on to it or or i've had to do it for the show but well i am uh, i'm still open to the idea of us tackling the the dc animated stuff in, in, in a regular format i still like that idea I'm still open to that because I'm I'm still of the opinion that at this point DC should just give up trying to do the the uh, live action thing and just do all animation. Stick with what they do well. Yep. Absolutely. Cuz everybody, you know, everybody's saying, you know, now that the Avengers is out and such a big hit, you know, how how is DC going to be able to do the uh, you know, the Justice League? Well, why don't they just carry forward justice league unlimited and and turn that into a feature or something it's like that idea it's it's just unfortunately the two moves that they would make dc is marvel has already said checkmate to mm. and, and one because they, they would want to go with their their popular thing so they would go with jeff johns and grant morrison ideas yeah and with that, you have Darkseid. And with Darkseid, you have the anti-life equation. What did Morrison make the anti-life equation? The absence of will. What was Loki's big thing throughout the entire film? Mm-hmm. And then you have a big Darkseid-looking guy right there at the, you know, one of the cutscenes at the end. So, uh, though I, I did hear, and I don't know if this, this has been confirmed, but I, I, I did hear a rumor that there might be about 30 extra minutes of footage on the DVD of Avengers sweet another half hour i'd be interested to see what see if it what it was and if it adds or subtracts to the whole flow of the thing because it's one of those things that's it's one of those movie it's too soon to tell but it might fit into one of those perfect movie Mm -hmm. experience things where you know who knows if you, you might add a neat scene in there but I'm I'm always uh, I always like taking them as cutscenes as separate things and seeing them and putting them in context in my mind and seeing them as they work more than having them. Although that worked really well with the Lord of the Rings movies, so who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm open to anything, and if I don't like it, I'll just watch the version without it. You know? Yep. Absolutely. Well, this was cool, guys. That was a lot of fun. I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I that movie goes by so quick. Eighty minutes. <laughs> it's not a very long movie. Yeah, it's not even eighty Iron, minutes. Iron Man was Kanjar Rowe in the Brave Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Um, what else has he done? He's he's got a he was Rex Stewart and Warhawk on Justice League. Killer Moth on Teen Titans. Killer Moth. Killer Moth. He was also Alexander Rozhenko on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. No way. Who is that? Uh, the guy that did the voice for Iron Man. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, the, I mean, these they, they got a really good cast for the, uh, for the film. I, I can't really think of anybody that they, uh, that was a misstep, basically. Uh... In F- Dwight Schultz was Odin in Avengers Two, Ultimate Avengers huh. Two. So there you go. There's your Star Trek. Wow. <laughs> I got your Star Trek right here. 
<laughs> I got your Star Trek right in my pants. <laughs> you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2truefreaks.libson.com, Two True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this, all proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling, and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libson is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True Freaks. Freaks.